Show Me The Science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, I'm Luke O'Neill and welcome to my podcast, Show Me The Science, where I decide on something and I just happen to read it or I hear about it and I start talking about it and I'm, I'm hoping you're all enjoying it. Uh, it can be pretty random, the topics I pick, as you all know by now. It's just stuff that interests me and I hope it interests you too because I'm obsessed with science and I love all this science stuff, basically. Now, this one sounds a bit wacky, uh, I must admit, but I came across this this week and I thought, what a fascinating subject this is. This topic is all about death, sex, and fish food. What's he talking about? Well... Scientists, you know, they're very interested in many different things. And a particular scientist called Benjamin Wolf, I read his piece, he's a microbiologist, and guess what he's figured out? He's figured out the basis for the smell of the seaside. Now, there's a great chance for Owen to put in some seaside noises, which are really, you know, wonderful to hear. Now, we all love the seaside, don't we? We love to be beside the seaside. I'm from Bray, County Wicklow, and I went back there a couple of weeks ago and I really enjoyed a little walk along the prom. And, oh, the sound of the waves crashing on the beach was beautiful. And then the smell. We're here to talk about why that smell. I inhale deeply. And it smelled great, you know. I don't know what it was, but uh, we all love the smell of the sea, don't we, in many ways? Away from sewage, obviously. Uh, But generally speaking, the smell of the sea is a beautiful thing for us. And it provokes memories of our childhood. For example, nice time by the sea with our our friends digging sandcastles, all kinds of things. And and it's a really interesting thing anyway, you know, with the basis for smell. And I thought I'd talk about that too. So, so of course, what strikes me is we're drawn to the sea, aren't we? And there's been actually scientific studies of this. If you ask people, what their favourite colour is. A huge percent say blue, right? It's amazing. As many as 80% say blue is my favourite. My favourite colour is blue as well. Why is blue our favourite colour? Well, there's the sky. We like the sky is blue. There's also the sea is blue, reflecting the sky. It can be green. It's just clouds overhead. But the, the, this beautiful blue sea. And we wondered, why are we drawn to the sea? Well, did you know we emerged from the sea? Remember, life evolved in the ocean. And all the early life forms were aquatic. They lived in the sea. And then eventually a creature crawled out of the sea onto the land. And that was a massive event in the history of life on Earth, remember, the leaving of the sea. And then obviously these early ones would go back into the sea occasionally, you know, back onto the land again. And in Ireland, famously, in Valencia, we have the tetrapod footprints. And these are still the oldest evidence we have of a creature that crawled out of the sea because we can date the rocks and we know that uh, there were no land-dwelling creatures really at that time. And yet this is the example of a tetrapod four-legged creature crawling out of the sea uh, and, and so we know we're all descended by the way from that tetrapod in many ways because we're obviously land-dwelling creatures and you wouldn't realise this as well by the way did you know the whales once lived on the land but you didn't know that and they went back into the sea again and we can see remnants of some bones in the whale blubber that are left over from its time on the land. Isn't that incredible? And obviously they could could live in the sea. They got very big because they could float in the sea and then evolution worked its wonderment and then the whales evolved. But they were previously land-dwelling creatures. I mean, it's crazy in many ways. But I'm making this point because maybe we're drawn to the sea. We want to get back in there. Go back into the sea again. It's a lovely place. We thought that was our home. Let's go home again. So maybe that's why we're drawn to the sea. And uh, we're we're actually aquatic apes is a famous phrase that was used decades ago to describe us because we love swimming and you know we love the sea and, and, and then we're drawn to it and it's a lovely thing but this particular topic it sounds very specific doesn't it why does the seaside smell the way it does now you'd wonder why benjamin decides to analyze this well remember curiosity 
Science is just about being curious about things. And he just wondered, when I sniff the air, what's the basis for that smell? And guess what? He has a good analysis and he thinks the smell is due to three separate chemicals. Now, again, you can't see any use for this, can you? Except it's just an example of science and trying to figure something out. You could maybe make this and make a perfume out of it, maybe, or something, or have it in your, you know, have it in your house as a spray, and then you can smell the sea all the time based. It's unlikely, but but you never know. Someone might use this information in, in a way that's useful. But at a minimum for me, it's just answering that question. Now, again, what strikes me about this topic is, and people say this to me, Luke, would you ever have to shut up with the science? You never you never rest, do you? Why can't you just enjoy the smell of the sea? Why do you have to wonder what's the basis for that smell? I must try and find out. And that's sadly, it's to be a scientist, it's a very restless to be asking questions all the time. I do enjoy the smell of the sea, but now I know the basis for it and it gives me a bit of comfort. Now, what are these chemicals? Well, the first is called dimethyl sulfide, or DMS. Now, this chemical, dimethyl sulfide, it's a bit sulfury. So it's because it's got sulfide, it's obvious. It's a bit cabbage-like. I mean, these are ways to describe this smell, and it's a key aspect of the smell of the sea. And guess what it's made from? Well, bacteria in the sea, feed off what are called phytoplankton. And these phytoplankton then get digested by the bacteria. And it's a byproduct of that digestion. And that's what that smell is, amazingly. Now, what are phytoplankton? Well, they're in the sea. There's billions of them, billions and billions. And they're some of the earliest, actually, plants in many ways, because they absorb sunlight and then they release oxygen. And they're very important, actually. Half of the oxygen you breathe in is coming from phytoplankton in the oceans. But they get broken down by bacteria and they release dimethyl sulfide. And they've worked out how this happens. It's actually a breakdown product of another chemical. Get ready. This podcast is all about chemistry. Get ready. Dimethyl sulforopropionate is the chemical that gets broken down. Uh, and that gets turned into dimethyl sulfide, and that's the thing you're smelling. So basically, they're eating this dimethyl sulforiopropionate and making dimethyl sulfate, and that's the thing that smells a bit sulfury and a bit cabbagey. Now, again, more information on this. It turns out that seabirds, they think, can smell this, and they smell it in fish. So fish eat phytoplankton. They break it down as well, and they make dimethyl sulfide, and lo and behold, the seabirds can smell that, and they can use it as a way to hunt fish. So wherever the seabird can smell lots of dimethyl sulfide, it knows there's lots of fish there, and then it swoops down. And remember, I love that one, because it's a great example. You know, all, all life on Earth is highly complex, and there's seabirds have a sense of smell for a breakdown product from phytoplankton that have been eaten by fish. And then that's how it uses, you know, it's a sense of smell to feed, obviously. And without that, it wouldn't be able to find the fish, or at least it helps them find the fish. So there's an example. There's the first smell, dimethyl sulfide. Now, other things have it. Um, certain cheeses have it with mould on them. Uh, that gives off dimethyl sulfide as well. So some of the smell of the sea is caught up in certain types of cheeses. Uh, Rock 4, I think, is an example of one. Uh, so you're getting a kind of a hint, and obviously very intense, smell off cheese. But that, that chemical, that exact same chemical, dimethyl sulfide, is found in certain cheeses. So that's my first component of when you smell in the sea air. Now, the second component is called dictyoterines. Again, another chemical name, dictyoterines. Uh, or even dictyopterines is a better pronunciation potentially uh, and that chemical is coming off seaweed now again you don't need to be a genius to figure out that you're partly smelling seaweed but the question is what's this smell coming off well seaweeds have sex like all life on earth right the male and the female and the female has eggs the eggs of the seaweed release this chemical 
to attract in sperm. It's a pheromone. And many pheromones exist in nature to attract in the opposite sex, to have sex and so on, you know. Uh, insects release pheromones, for example. We think dogs release pheromones. Uh, when a, a bitch is on heat, it's releasing pheromones that the male dog can start howling. Do humans release pheromones? Indeed, there's evidence that we do in our sweat. Amazing. There's some evidence that humans release pheromones to attract the opposite sex. But this one is a very, really interesting one because this, this dictyopterine stuff, this really does attract in sperm amazingly and that's very smelly if you will or at least we can detect it very strongly and lo and behold that's the stuff that's also in the sea air so when you're smelling seaweed you're mainly smelling dictyopterines and that is the stuff that comes off the eggs to attract in sperm there's an unusual thing and then you will pick it up in edible seaweeds you can smell it as well it's quite a pleasant smell actually it's not uh, unplanned anyway but when you eat edible seaweeds and there's various edible seaweeds we can eat and especially in countries like Japan uh, the main flavour and smell is dictyopterines is what's coming off that and that is in the air when you take it now remember this was all done by taking a sample of sea air and they could detect this in the sea air so that's my second chemical now the third are called bromophenols and again, that's been detected in seaside air. Now, this is an important chemical overall because it gives fish and, sh- and shellfish their distinctive smell. So it's coming off the sea food, I guess, or the sea life that's in the sea. They release bromophenols. And guess where they get it from? The fish acquire this chemical from their food. So fish live off algae. They live off marine worms, for example, have loads of these bromophenols. And then when you smell fish, you're partly smelling uh, the products from their digestion and its bromophenols, and then that eventually gets into the air, and then we're smelling that too. And one interesting part of this was uh, salmon uh, have are the least fishy, smelly fishes, they reckon, if you smell different fish and you wonder which is smelly fish and which isn't, and some people don't like the smell of fish, for instance. But salmon have less of it because they spend some of the time in fresh water. So that may, means their diet is slightly different and there's less buildup of bromophenols in the salmon's flesh. So therefore, um, you know, you don't smell the salmon quite so much. And fish farmers actually have added bromophenols to the feed to increase the aroma of salmon because some people want their salmon to have a nice smell, especially when you're cooking it, I guess. But it's all bromophenols is part of the salmon, I guess, that gives it its particular, or parts of seafood, especially crustaceans, actually, shellfish. They really accumulate bromophenols. And then some of this gets out into the air. So when you take a deep breath at the seaside, you are detecting dimethyl sulfide, dictyopterines, and also then bromophenols, that triple combination. And it seems as if it's interesting, there's what we call a synergy. Uh, All three together then give it a particular smell. If you smell each one on their own, uh, you'll detect each one on its own, obviously. But the three combined alter our perception in some way. And that's very interesting as well. And, of course, the sense of smell is a fascination anyway. We, we, we humans have got very sensitive sense of smell. Nowhere near as sensitive as, as dogs, for example, which have huge capacity to smell in the air. And I guess that may be a trait we bred into dogs uh, when they were hunting and so on. You know, to, to give dogs a powerful sense of smell was part of that. Uh, and, of course, in the sea, certain creatures, they reckon shark, and so on, have a great sense of smell as well. They get diluted, so they have a very sensitive sense of smell. And in our noses, we can lock onto these chemicals, and then special receptors are triggered. So if you can imagine inhaling the sea air for a minute, how do we know, how do our brains detect these three chemicals? Well, amazingly, there are little proteins in your nose that can lock onto them, 
And then based on their structure, it can send a signal to your brain that says that stuff smells of dimethyl sulfide or identify that smell or uh, whatever it might be. So sense of smell is amazing straight into your brain and you can detect these things. And uh, it gives us this great capacity for smell. So you can smell these three chemicals and think, oh, that's nice, I'm by the sea. Now, of course, a good experiment to do would be sit in a darkened room like I am now in the darkness of this room with only Owen staring at me saying, would you ever hurry up? Uh, but can you imagine if you smelled it in this room? Would that give you the same evocative thing? Because obviously we're beside the sea, we're seeing the waves, we're hearing them crash, we're seeing the blue. Maybe it's a combination of all these things that gives us a great sense of well-being. It's not just the smell of the sea is it, that makes us feel good. So my advice is very simple. Go to the sea now. It's the summertime. We don't need to travel outside the country. We can't. Anyway, uh, sniff in that wonderful sea air and tell yourself, I like that smell. It's dimethyl sulfide dictyopterines and bromophenols. Tell the person you're with and they will say, shut up, I don't need to know that. I just want to enjoy the smell of the sea. So there you have it, the scientific basis of why the seaside smells so good. Thank you for listening and my podcast is available for download every Thursday and it's a News Talk production.